Welcome to Book Shrine. I'm Mary. I'm Lalik, and this is your weekly review. General disclaimer here, while we do try to keep spoilers to a minimum, you may incur some spoilers during the episode. Please proceed with caution. Thank you for joining us this week as we talk about our latest reads and determine if they're worthy enough to be placed on our shrine. Let's get to it. Hi. New book, new week. (laughs) (laughs) What's the book today? It is called The Dating Plan but by Sarah Desai. 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 I'm sorry. I just want to apologize that every episode in this podcast, I have butchered at least one name. And I am so sorry. I'm sure everybody butchers my name, though. That's fine, too. I understand. Sure, they all forgive you. I hope so. Okay, so I got this book from Book of the Month, and it's actually an early release. The book will be out March 16, 2021. Let's start with the summary. Even with a step-by-step plan, these fake fiancés might accidentally fall for each other in this hilarious, heartfelt, romantic comedy. Daisy Patel is a software engineer who understands lists and logic better than bosses and boyfriends. With her life planned out and no interest in love, the only thing she can't give her family is the marriage they expect. Left with a few options, she asks her childhood crush to be her decoy fiancé. Liam Murphy is a venture capitalist with something to prove. When he learned that his inheritance is contingent on being married, he realizes his best friend's little sister has the perfect solution to his problem. A marriage of convenience will get Daisy's matchmaking relatives off her back and fulfill the terms of his late grandfather's will. If only he hadn't broken her tender teenage heart, 10 years ago. Sparks fly when Daisy and Liam go on a series of dates to legitimize their fake relationship. Too late, they realize that very little is convenient about their arrangement. History and chemistry aren't about to follow the rules of disengagement. All right, so we have a fake romance. Now, let's let's take a look at the cover here. Um, Your favorite color? Yeah, purple already love it and there seems to be some type of bridge with cars at the top vines of flowery stuff that very much looks like uh the one story with the giant since you know where they plant the, thing. <laughs> the beans yeah, the beans jacket yeah. Yeah, that one. <laughs> they're horrible yeah look i know that's a kid thing okay we know things i swear <laughs> it has um a person of color on it amazing mm-hmm. and someone proposing some guy proposing i mean i overall it's not a bad cover i like the yellow goes well with this purple i think the hufflepuff with me loves it <laughs> the hufflepuff yay but yeah i love this the bridge i just want to point out is san francisco okay i thought so but i don't know i love this cover I didn't choose this book by its cover at all, but I love this cover. I mean, you should have, but that's just me. Well, when you have um, the book of the month, it it gives you about five options. So you're really not choosing the book by the cover. You're really reading the synopsis because you're choosing one, your book of the month. Oh, okay. 
So to me, I read and I really, I was like, oh my God, fake fiancés, sign me up. I do like that trope. I will say that. Do you know how many times I've read stories based on the proposal? Like every single fandom has their own and I read them every time because something about it draws me in. And I don't even care for romance that much. But that, that gets me. I think it's because they're not really together. So it makes it okay. Yeah, and and sometimes they actually hate each other. Oh, yeah. Like, well, let's start with this. Yeah, tell me about this one. Okay, so as it said, Daisy is a software engineer. The story, it, it starts with her and her company at a convention. Um, not Not like a Comic-Con, but more like a business convention where you're pitching your story to people who will be funding your company. So yeah, it's looking for, for investors. Yes. So she's there and she it starts with the story where she's trying, trying to get tampons. No, not tampons, pads. Out of those machines that are always empty? Yes, but this one's not empty. This one's literally full. The power of stories. I know. But as she's doing that, uh, she runs in the bathroom, in the woman's bathroom, she runs into her old boss who is making out with the guy she was dating and dumped her. So Wait, wait, wait. Her old boss is making out with the guy she was currently dating? No, no, no. They have already broken up. Okay. So uncomfortably, she gets, you know, the pads and she leaves the bathroom. So she's holding a few pads and she's trying to make it to her, um, the conference room so she can give them to her boss for the presentation. And she runs into, literally runs into this guy who stood her up 10 years ago, prom night, who's also there for business. Okay. So this is one of those, they don't like each other starts. Oh, yeah, they hate each other. I mean, he left her prom night. I get it. So then she, I want to kind of paint out a picture of what Liam looks like. He's the type of guy who wears leather jacket and, like, he has James Dean vibes. And she is more of the, I don't want to say nerdy, but the person who would dress up in Mary Jane's and... Kind of, she's wearing Marvel um, underwear. So she's very, like, I don't know, like us. <laughs> Why is Mary J's associated with... Well, I don't know, because it was brought up and I had to, like... She she brought up that she was wearing heels and that stood up to me. And she mentioned Mary Jane. So she runs into him. So she hates him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Look at me storytelling. <laughs> so then, this is kind of random and far-fetched. But then she sees her aunt and cousin coming towards her. I don't exactly know why they're there. She's a matchmaker, so she's probably doing an investing job too. I don't know. Wait, who's a matchmaker? Her aunt. Oh. I don't know if she's professionally a matchmaker or she's just trying to make like do the whole matchmaking between Daisy and somebody. But she sees her aunt coming walking towards her. It's like she's talking to Liam. Like, she hates him, and then when she notices her aunt and this guy is coming, she also notices her old boss and her, the guy that she did coming out of the bathroom. So they're all walking towards her from different directions. Then something happens, like, while they're talking to each other, where she starts panicking, and she tells him, like, 
this is what's happening and she's freaking out so he goes maybe we should kiss so then he, he kisses her her old boss and her um, ex-boyfriend reach her as they're kissing and then they start talking they introduce each other and the ex-boyfriend's like an asshole and obviously for some reason she goes we're engaged to ex-boyfriend and then as she says that her aunt shows up with a guy that she wants her to marry and he hears her say we're engaged so they're like what the hell so then that's how the whole fake fiance thing kind of starts on her end. Do you want to talk about um, why he need, she needs to get married? Is it just not like a family obligation thing? It's more like a foreigner kind of thing. Oh, okay. And I think I understand. Like to me, it's not questionable because I understand to a certain aspect of the pressures of having to be married at a certain age not because of you and not because the person who you are or the person you love but because it's a shame for you not to get married like before a certain age right so to me that makes a lot of sense well it's not something that i've had to experience or had experience with really um there's not really much pressure on i i have five younger sisters i'm the oldest there's not much pressure on I either of us to get married and have a family. Um, so it's not definitely not something that I've experienced, but I've heard of it and I can, you know, I can imagine that pressure being yeah. kind of extreme. <laughs> it is because it's personal, nobody's business. Yeah. So they go apart. She's there to fix her company, try to get a job, like trying to get funding for her company that she's working at. But she does have commitment issues. She's the type of person to work from one um, from one uh, startup to the other. So she never had like, she never stuck around after the startup kind of picked up because commitment issues. Mm. A lot of people with a startup, you're like, all right, we off the ground. I'm, I'm here for the long run. And she's like, up, oh, startup. All right, guys, good luck. By the way, I wrote... Cool imaging written very nicely right after I'm talking about when he when they kiss. Cool image? Like, what do you mean? Like, I was literally imagining the whole thing. It, it, it felt like... Oh, so it put you... Like, it kind of put you in that sense. You saw it? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 100%. The next line I said, Liam's brother is a dick, period. <laughs> but just to, just to um clarify... I do write these notes the moment I feel those feelings. Yeah, I was going to ask if he made a change. Well, I don't want to tell you. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. So making a change, I think definitely you should read to find out. But I do want to say that I strongly felt like he was literally a dick. Like I have never hated a character. Well, I mean, I have strongly hated characters, but he was not and the reason why, and this is like how it was. Okay, so uh, the family, the, the grandfather owned a distillery. And that's been in the family for over like generations. I, th- I believe they said 300 years. However, the grandfather, he wrote the distillery in his will after he passed away that he wanted to go to Liam if he gets married before his next birthday. Like that's A and B, 
if he stays married for a year. So it's Liam that had, I mean, Stacey has the social or the family, pre- well, they both have family pressures, but hers is just like a, you're, you're an old, what, what is it? Like the woman that lives in the shoe type of thing? A miner or a spinster, spinster. Yes. And he yeah, yeah, yeah. were like, to inherit this money or this thing, you have to be married. Yes, you have to. And also because he wanted the legacy to continue. So he kind of, his grandfather wants uh, some type of assurance. I feel like that's very like American. <laughs> Do people outside of uh, America well, do that? I think he might be Irish, actually. Oh, I feel like that's always like an American, like you but American? all that stuff, like, so you to inherit something from so long ago, you gotta be, you gotta be married. No, I think even like monarchies in England back in the day might have done that, no? I don't know. You're the history me nerd, not me. I don't know. Don't ask me questions, you know. So that's, those are the terms of his grandfather's will, right? However, his brother, who's an asshole, <laughs> he wants... To save his own business that his dad ran. So when his dad left, he had his own business at the point and he was dealing with him. So it was his dad and him and it was Liam and his grandfather. But when his dad died, he left Brandon. I think his name was Brandon. I was so upset at that character that I didn't even write his name. Uh, Wait, you you were upset at what? At Liam's brother. Oh. That I didn't write, but I believe his name is Brandon. So Brendan wanted the distillery to go to him because he wanted to sell it. He wanted to use the money to save his own. Why is that always a thing too? Like the person who didn't get it wanted it to sell it. Like yeah, right. Like it's give it to me. I don't want it. I just want it. I want money. Yeah. Like anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so because of that, now um, Liam felt extreme pressure to actually get married. Yeah. Because you don't want but, to go to your dick of a brother. No, I mean, I wouldn't. Would you? No. Not if they're going to sell it. Like, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if they kept going it, right? to my sisters as long as they kept it. Like, this house, my childhood house, if they kept it, then they can have it. But if they're going to sell it, then no. There's no point. Yeah. He goes to Daisy. He asks her. And she agreed. Clearly, she doesn't just automatically go, okay. So that's, thankfully, it wasn't fast for me, at least. Yeah, so it was a nice pacing. Okay. Yeah, it was like, no, I hate you. Go away. (laughs) I liked it. I did also write that Liam's friends are also assholes. (laughs) It seems like Liam didn't have a lot of great people in his life. And the reason why I say that, because the only time they were introduced like to Daisy, he goes, "Hey guys, yeah, this is Daisy, my fiance." They were like, ha, 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 "No, you must be a client." Like, how much did he pay you? And it's like, what the f-? like? Okay, who says that to anyone's face? And then on top of that, not only that, Liam goes, "No, for real, like this is my fiance." <laughs> and then they're like, "No, no, 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 I can't." Remember the time when you were with this person and that person? And then he, they just go into details. It's like, who does that in front of the woman? Jerk. Because they're assholes. Yeah, so those are those are the people I hated the most in the book. I wonder why. Like, did she give him anyone that was, like, on his side? Read the book. 
Wow, you are answering no questions today. I honestly can't answer a lot of questions today. I because I feel like a lot of them are going to be spoilers. Okay. So just a recap. Mm -hmm. He stood her up for prom. They meet years later, running into each other at this work convention, trying to get investors. He needs to get married to in, uh, inherit his family's company. She is being pressured by her family to get married because she's becoming a spinster. Yes. They agree to do this together. He introduces her to friends and his friends suck. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. But I do want to point out that she does agree because of a couple reasons. Like it, it's because one, he has, I don't want to say the power, but he has the influence kind of helps save her company or the company she works for. And also the second one is to get her family. Okay. She was like, if we get married for one year and I get divorced, I'm going to be quote unquote ruined for marriage from then on. So my family can never set me up with another person. And I'm assuming at this point she means in her of her descent, which is I believe Indian. Okay. So at that point she's saying that if I get a divorce in a year, because divorce is a no no, I'm gonna be, um, quote unquote ruined. So therefore, uh, unmarried, marriage, married, whatever. You can't marry me. <laughs> so she can't be married off at that point, and she wants that so her family can back off. And that's why she agreed. Right. Okay. So she's going to be ruined if she gets divorced cause just because of her culture wise. Yes. And I believe it's the culture that kind of um, dictates the age being too old. Like she must get married. Out. Yeah. I mean, well, a lot of, like in olden days or whatever, women who aren't married by a certain age, spinsters. I don't know if we do a lot of that currently here in America, but I do know other cultures still do. You have to get married. Yeah. I actually have a cousin who he's dating. He's been dating this girl for a while and she has a dowry. Really? That he has to pay or they pay him? Not quite sure. I think he has to, yeah, he has to pay into or something. I don't. It's usually I, like. I would say like I don't know. He talked about it like he talked about it very briefly, and then I thought it was interesting when he mentioned it because that's you know it's not something you do you see every day in America. It's not, but it's it's not rare either. I do want to mention like the dating plan. The title is literally from then on. Once they agree. That's what happens. She starts planning the date. Give us a brief summary of what this dating plan is. So she she's the type of person that she's very meticulous and wants everything planned. He's clearly not. She first off, as soon as she agreed, they well, as soon as they decided that, yeah, let's do this. She started planning like date one. We got to do this because at a certain time um, they had to get married because within two months. His birthday was coming up and he had to get married before his birthday. So they had two months to make everybody around them believe that they were like they were doing this for love and not for fake. 
And so she came out with a plan on this, this, and this. This actually reminds me. Like I said, I like fake relationship stories. I read one that maybe I'll tell you guys about one episode because it was a, it was actually a book that was really good. And the the person that needed to get married for well for inheritance had a plan. This needed to happen. This needed to happen. They had to go take photos at city hall you know like it was a whole plan and i like yeah that that works yeah that's what this is yeah but yeah that's pretty much what this is um yeah they planned it out i mean i get the i'm not a meticulous person i like structure but i'm very go with the flow yeah so i don't think i could plan something out like that i could barely plan out what i'm writing i can't I plan not writing. I never seem to follow my plans, even <laughs> what I'm writing. So it's just like, what's, what's the point? point? <laughs> yeah, like, I could be like, okay, this sounds good one day. And then when I sit down to do it or when I go to do it, it's like, no, it doesn't sound good today. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about prom. Prom? We're going back to prom? Yes, because obviously she's very pissed off and hurt about what happened 10 years ago at her prom. Okay, so we do find out what happened. I can't tell you what. <laughs> okay, well, but, you gotta tell but, me about well, <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but I can't tell you that's his story to tell. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, so he had a legitimate reason, maybe. Maybe. Maybe it was legitimate. Maybe it was stupid. I'm, I'm going with stupid. <laughs> but, okay, so... Things about the story, even in the synopsis, it said that he is her brother's best friend. Now, the issue I have is that they were best friends 10 years ago. Not any time. Like, not like the summary implies. Yeah, it kind of does make it seem like they're still best friends. That kind of like makes the plan weird. Because how are you supposed to be marrying your ex-friend's sister like how are you supposed to be marrying a sister like wouldn't the family know you're dating this chick well that and when they realize that you're no longer around to even be like yeah i know him that's the thing though everybody loved him in the family 10 years ago and when he left her at prom he pretty much left everybody why would the family not hate him too like she does they do but she has a big family that sounds like he has uh he thinks highly of himself. Yeah, maybe. I broke this girl's heart. Her family used to love me, and I'm assuming they're going to still love me, even though I broke her heart. Yeah, but okay, so the whole brother's best friend, or best friend's sister, little sister, is technically a trope. So I kind of have an issue with that. Why? Because the trope doesn't exist. What? It doesn't really exist until, like, the brother is not in, in the book like 99% of the time. Oh, so you're saying that she's not doing that trope justice? I don't think so. Not that trope. Fake relationship? Yeah. Well, kind of. I also have another issue. I don't know if she would say that that is a part of her trope. Like, yeah, that's just a thing of how they know each other. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, she could have very well easily left that part out. Or her brother didn't have to be friends with this dude. It could have just been some guy that she asked out at for prom and then he stood her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I did like, I mean, she's a quirky character and I do want to talk about her. 
because she did teach me one fact that I liked. I even had to Google to confirm. Okay. The longest English word is 1,089, no, 189,819 letters. Is it supercalifragilistic? (laughs) Definitely not that. That's not one. That's not 189,819 letters, Renee. Oh, well, what's the word? You're really going to do this to me? I did Google it, though. I don't (laughs) know what the word is. It was long, and it was a bunch of letters. I don't know. I'll put it in the episode. The title? That's I the title. title. Too many Not characters. enough characters. <laughs> I'll try to put it in the description if it fits. I do want to mention that I did write this because, as I said, I write notes as I'm reading line by line. So if I read a line and I have feelings, I grab my pen and I write. So to me, I did write relationship equals too early for my taste however after i finished the book i take that back what is that like what made you think that because i believe it was like oh (laughs) i have feelings for you kind of halfway through the book oh so you're saying that they've developed feelings too no the feelings can be there from day one that i have no issue with that it's the opening up after you hate so okay so admitting feelings too soon yes but then you changed your mind because maybe you got some background information that helped or yeah i do i don't want to say why again spoilers but well, yeah. no no yeah, yeah you don't have to spoil it but just like something said yeah okay that makes sense yeah but and then i and then the, literally the next sentence i said well i cried no joke you cried? Yeah, and I said, forget what I said prior to this. Again, I wrote relationship equals too early for my taste. And then moment later, I wrote, well, I cried, no joke. Forget like what I said. <laughs> Your note-taking skills. Hey, it's true feelings. The fact that you cried? Well, something happened that hit home in real life. Trigger warning, I guess. <laughs> I gotta commend the the author though because I mean you kind of want that when you write a book you want that emotion. Well, the the thing is, I don't think everybody would feel that way. But something happened that is that is very close to me that has happened. Ish. Maybe it's something that happened with the author, and she it was close to her, and she added it. Or maybe, possibly. Oh, also, it gets even better. Oh, please do tell. <laughs> I gave it an extra star. I wrote this. I don't know. I'm not telling you what, what I'm rating it yet, but I'm giving it one extra star for a specific reason. Are we going to learn the specific yes, reason? 100%. Okay. There's a guy that one of the ants is trying, well, the, the, the matchmaker. Is trying to hook up. One of the candidates' name is. Are you ready? Yes. It's Jamil. Oh. And <laughs> and he quote unquote he's a cat lover. Yep. And automatically, I put an extra star for that. Yep. For anybody who doesn't know, which is everybody. Um, my husband's name is Jimmy, so I love that. 
And we love cats. <laughs> We're a cat lover. However, Daisy isn't. And because she has a dog and her dog wouldn't love that apparently. Unfortunately. Yeah, but we can have dogs and cats. Like, why do we gotta choose? Because society says so? Fuck society. Okay. <laughs> well, I think this story sounds interesting. I love the story. I think that it's uh very true to the fake romance trope. Like, definitely how those fake romances start. Tension realizing you actually do love them after having to be forced together because of whatever the circumstances. Yeah. It is definitely a favorite of mine when I can stomach romance. <laughs> as long as there's a lot of hatred. Yes, that definitely makes it much better. It makes it so much smoother. I read a fake romance where the two couples were fake dating and then she actually ended up with his sister what yeah even better honestly the first fake right uh fake relationship story that i read in that case where the two couples didn't get together yeah i don't think i've ever i've ever but th- was there a lot of sexual innuendos between the two? Oh mm-hmm. yeah between the two the sister and the fake girlfriend yeah so were you yeah. flipping them the whole time yeah pretty much as they met see no that's nice Let's see, what what is, what do you rate it? I do rate this one a four. Okay, a four. Yes. I think there's a couple of reasons that I can't say why it knocked down to four, but I can give you a couple more I have written. So, um, I don't know why, and I hated this part. I'm not going to lie. This one really irked me. Most of the people in the story, which were a lot of people, actually knew that they were fake fiancés, and that's annoying. What's the point? You know what I mean? What's the point of being a fake fiancé or having a fake fiancé trope if really a lot of people around you really know that you're faking? Like friends and stuff? Yeah. Um. (laughs) You seem disappointed. Well, yeah, because normally only the two know. Yeah. The, the story with the, what I was telling you where the person was planning the whole relationship, literally, no, it was three people because the, the main character, the one who was inheriting the stuff, who was doing the planning, she was doing it for her brother. And so he knew. But other than that, that, that was it. Everybody else had to believe they were actually in a relationship. See, that, I, I miss that from this. I wonder why, though. Why did she go that route? I don't know. Now that I think about it, maybe this should have been... Oh, I know. The thing is, I was going to rate it four and a half stars. And because I was thinking about the whole, like, why is everybody knowing that? Like, why does everybody know that your guys are fake fiancés? That's why I took off the other half a star. It just doesn't seem... It's just not the trope. No, because usually in this trope, there's a reason you're doing it that you actually have to seem legitimate. So like the that movie, The Proposal, she needed a green card. They needed to make it seem oh, yeah. like they were real for the government. That's fine. Um, yeah, it was a, like I said, every fandom literally has a redoing of The Proposal, and it's great. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah. But the secrecy is like the big thing because it's the biggest thing. 
<laughs> yeah, you have to be secret so that you could get away with the with the marriage. Yeah, so it was openly like, yeah, it's just it's we're fake fiancés. And yeah, normally it's like you have to be in legitimate relationships, married for so long. And I mean, I guess in this case it's not so much legal like you can be married and marry for a year with no love and still get your your inheritance, but still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why is she so upset, so upset 10 years later about prom? I'm sorry. I don't care about what happened in high school. I don't care about who hurt me in high school. Like, it just, I really don't care. So to me, kind of hard to believe somebody would really care what happened 10 years prior. Well, I'm the opposite. Not so much that I care what happened in high school, but I can see how being stranded or what is, what is it what was she left just abandoned for prom yeah. I can see how that would bother someone for 10 years that's a prom is a big thing like I still look at not me but like my high school class has a Facebook group and people post old photos all the time <laughs> so to be reminded that you were abandoned on prom night when someone posts a Facebook photo of prom night 10 years later, yeah, I would be I upset. I guess, especially because he was close to the family. But yeah. I still wouldn't care. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I just... Well, maybe not you, but this is, it could be something that she just cares yeah, about. Yeah, you're right, because you, like you said, you would care, and I wouldn't, so somebody... Yeah, someone else probably... Does. It's just... Why would you want to, prom is huge. You don't just abandon I somebody to prom. prom. I See, wouldn't. you didn't even go to prom. But I chose not to because it was stupid. Because I went to winter formal. It was boring. I spent a lot of money for no reason. And we didn't have a winter formal, so it was just I felt like why am I gonna waste a few more hundred dollars to go and be bored? <laughs> When I can just not go and spend that money somewhere else and do something else that's fun that I like. Yeah, see, for me, in this family, prom is a big deal. We all have the whole getting dressed, walking out the door to the prom, renting a car, getting a driver. Like, it's a very important moment. We And then we don't have, like, I know some places have, like, a junior prom or something. We didn't have that. We just had prom senior prom no we had junior prom but we had winter formal um junior yeah, year we didn't, we didn't have all of that we just, it just felt so like i had done it so many times like not prom i don't want anybody to think i went to but uh like winter formals proms homecoming it felt like waste of money by the time well, i didn't go to those other things maybe that's why you know what i mean but by the time my senior well, prom hit like, what is this? Not wasting money. Yeah, I would say, like, I didn't do, like, homecoming because I don't like sports. And I, I honestly don't like crowded places. So uh, any type of dance. I think I went to one dance my whole high school career. One dance. And um, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of crowded places. So being in a gym with a bunch of smelly kids not my ideal fun time <laughs> yeah and, that's not fun for me now yeah and prom prom was okay 
because it was more formal. It was like a banquet type thing. And that was fine. I liked I liked the experience of prom and then going to IHOP after prom because that, that's normal. Over here is Denny's. Yeah, IHOP is better than Denny's. Well, I'm so. not saying it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's mostly Denny's here late at night. Well, IHOP is much better. We're not sponsored by IHOP. anyone. <laughs> uh, I actually can't even go to IHOP because they don't have keto options, but... Do better, IHOP. But there's one more thing. Okay, what's the other thing? Where the hell was the brother the whole time? <laughs> like that, it really bothered me. He, he was a big deal in the whole story. Yeah, well, I think he should have been a little more present, I guess. At least to say something. Like, I don't Hey, four is a great, great star rating. Four is good. Yeah. I really like the book. Excuse me, it has its own issues, but it made me cry. Oh, it wasn't romantic comedy. Let me tell you that. Sorry. There was no real comedy in there. Oh. Mm, not really. Is it, is it, let me check. Is it under comedy? Yeah, literally the first uh, thing I read, it says, might accidentally fall for each other in this hilarious, heartfelt romantic comedy. It's definitely a great story. I liked it a lot, but it's not funny. It's what you call a chick lit. What you keep telling me is a chick lit. I'm doing air quotes over here. I call it a chick lit. Leave me alone, okay? I'm old. Well, that's what it's under, under like the genre list for Goodreads. It says chick lit? Okay, cool. So I'm not shipping. I only said that's a thing without actually knowing it's a thing. Okay, so we're giving this book four out of five. Will, will this make your shrine? Yeah. Yeah. This will definitely make my shrine. I really like the book. It it has a Jamil in it too, so major score. There you go. If you want her to like your book, put Jamil in it. <laughs> he doesn't even have to be a main character. Just get put his name somewhere. It's all I want. All right, so it's four out of five. It made the shrine. I think you guys should go check it out definitely march 16 yes march 16 2021 uh tell us how you how you feel about it did you like it did you not like it it's okay if you didn't you don't have to agree with my opinion <laughs> no you don't i don't always agree with her opinion. she never agrees <laughs> tune in next week for your next review yeah Bye. who knows what we'll read then who knows Bye, guys. See ya. Now that we wrapped up this episode, grab a book and make the rest of your week lit. You can find us on Instagram at Bookshrine or on Twitter at thebook underscore shrine. Tell us what you think we should read next. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us to keep going. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we release the next episode. Until next time. Book Shrine is produced by Lolly and myself. Editing done by me. Theme music comes from Rick Wilson. Society. Okay. <laughs> it's like your second F-bomb this episode. Let's keep it now. <laughs>